0: Hey guys, welcome back to Feeling To Succeed with me, Louise Stevenson, and we're on episode four. I can't believe it, we're more than halfway through now. And the other thing I can't believe is having my first ever company backed by Universal Music. Can you imagine that? But that's exactly what happened to my next guest, Ollie. We started a vinyl subscription service called Vinyl Box due to a massive resurgence in the vinyl industry. We spoke about how timing and chance meetings had a part to play in the very beginning of the company and how like most startups it's good old smoke and mirrors in some areas as you figure it out as you go along. Not even a year old, these guys are growing month on month despite starting in a pandemic. Here's me and Oli chatting about how it all started and some of the lessons they're having to learn along the way.
1: I've always, always had my mind ticking along with sort of the next idea, whatever that is. I think my dad, very kind of entrepreneurial guy, had, had his own business and he's instilled that kind of entrepreneurial mindset in me. So there's always something ticking along. I think I went through phases, you know, some phases where I'm like, oh, you know, I definitely want to go and found something. And then there's others where, because actually I'm, I'm a massive people's person I love you know I get my energy from being around people and this idea of you know doing your own thing and plunging into a single person thing was you know really daunting and I think the other thing is for any successful startup it's a combination of you know the right product and the product market fit the right team and, and also timing and a bit of luck of course so trying to jump into something for the sake of jumping into something I don't think it was ever was ever really on the radar and then COVID came along and it was kind of like the perfect storm of being able to sort of launch final box so I used to work a company called Manifesto who are a growth consultancy that's i have not showing sure, them when they were startups with 15 people huddled huddled around a few desks and wow. have, seen them, have seen them grow from you know to london new york hong kong
0: amazing
1: and that was a really fun company to work for and, and my boss there uh, introduced me to one of his close friends nick basically said look you guys you're entrepreneurial elizabeth's entrepreneurial why don't you go and have a have a, have a bit of a chin wag really. and see what so you'll see what you come up with, yeah. And because um, some time, and she goes, I'm on gardening leave, so you know, basically any, oh <laughs> any hour God, of the any, any, time, man. exactly any hour of the day, just use like a calendar invite and we'll, and we'll have a chat. Awesome. Um, you know, so Elizabeth had a close friend, uh, Universal Music, and they're currently back Vinyl Box, and, and they've been absolutely brilliant and, and really fun to work with. So we, we sat down in, in June and said, We all are, are music fans, we all got our own kind of vinyl collections, but we, we actually, to, if, if you're more at the angle of, you know, the Vinyl market's absolutely skyrocketing. And it has done pretty much from 2010. If you look at the graph, it's it, wow. you know, almost vertical. So and just
0: completely, completely turned on its head then because vinyl was dead for many, many years.
1: Yes, yeah, so so vinyl was 70s, 80s, absolutely massive. Like the, you know, the, the, the way to listen to music. And it was and yes. it was cheaper, cheap as chips, not that, not that I was around then. When I was in the, in the 90s, well, it wasn't when I was around, you know, CDs came along and everyone said, actually, if you can, you right. know, instead of having a big vinyl player, you know, and unlimited. Number of tracks on the side. Actually, you need to stick X number of tracks on the CD. Um, and I remember walking around with a, with a Walkman you know, it's kind of those Walkman blue slipped. Blue. I remember it very
0: clearly <laughs>
1: exactly, slipped into your, your, your waist buckle and for those kind of led to basically the, the almost extinction of demand for vinyl you know, and with lack of demand all the big factories closed down because there wasn't the need to press vinyl and then in 20, 2010 and uh, it's not really short-triggered it but vinyl really kind of had this sort of huge resurgence and I, I, I think it's a combination of people love the physical element of listening to music uh, it's got this kind of real kind of hip, the trendy cool, but, but a bit like kind of craft beer. It's like, I think it's quite yeah, cool. it's, 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 ma- it's mainstream nostalgia.
0: cool. Yeah, a bit of nostalgia. I think it's kind of the same with books as well. You know, everyone got an e-reader, but actually printed books are massively on the rise again yeah. because people just love that physical object and that connection to something that they can actually touch and hold and feel in their hands.
1: Couldn't agree more. Every time that screen time notification comes up on my iPhone, I sort of like, I don't want to admit how long I spend on certain <laughs> apps, but if you look at it and you're like, God, it can't be good for no, my, my brain, my eyes, my mental health.
0: Definitely,
1: for sure. So while I had a massive, massive resurgence, and although there's still, at the moment, there's you know, every supplier we speak to, including the big guys, so you know, we've got a massive chronic supply problem because there's so much demand and, and so wow. little supply. We sat down last June and said, okay, we've got a booming market here. We've got a way in through Universal. And, and my background, Nick's background, manifested doing a lot of kind of membership and subscription businesses. And that's kind of the way, you know, the way, and d to c is so a, a lot of stuff is going that direction.
0: Oh, was sort of, a perfect meeting.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so we kind of said, look, what model works here? And I was lucky because I was also furloughed at the time, so had some real kind of headspace to crack on and work with it. And it just kind of grew and grew from there. And, and you know, I, I mentioned earlier about not just plunging into something solo, you know, this was this was this was in a team, you know, also, I mean, the music industry is such a really cool and fun industry to right. work with, right? Yeah,
0: definitely. Great to be in the creative industries. So obviously with your background in subscription, you were like, this product needs to have a subscription base because I know how to bring money in through that. Was there any other options that you guys had to look at
1: Vine, vinyl box is all about helping people discover awesome music on vinyl and at the moment and again this is part of the reason we set it up is if, if you go and search vinyl in, in amazon right now you get quite a, quite an obscure like i think you get a couple of odd albums and some record players and like an i love vinyl t-shirt it's quite an obscure mix likewise you can go to HMV um online you kind of get just this wall of vinyl or you can go crate digging, which is which is really good fun. But you know, not yeah. most most casual fans and serious fans don't necessarily want to do that kind of, you know, two two or three times a month.
0: Sure.
1: We we're all about curation, both through the human side, but also through being sort of data based. And subscription felt the most natural fit because you can really start to build a relationship with someone and understand their tastes. And therefore help them kind of broaden their horizons a, a, a bit, like Spotify does. Mm-hmm. uh We kind of—it's quite funny. We have this. You know, in, initially we, you know, we we said actually, should we create some Spotify playlists to, you know, to kind of get people to get people interested and show we kind of know our stuff? And and initially we kind of said, oh, you know, but actually, like, oh, you know, vinyl is supposed to be the complete antithesis of 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 Spotify, and one's digital and one's physical, and that's kind of mm-hmm. just exactly the to twist. You know, it's trying to escape but 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 we all decided actually you know what we're there for music fans and people who love music and you know I love Spotify uh, you know I, I listen to it X hours a day sure. uh, it's it, you know vinyl, vinyl and Spotify can exist very happily side by side so that was kind of the, the other angle we we came from.
0: Okay interesting Vinyl Box what is it it's a subscription service you sign up every month I think you get three vinyls through the door is it?
1: Yeah, so vinyl box is about helping people discover awesome music on vinyl. And we are we, we, we call ourselves an e-com brand. So subscription is, is our main focus and, and we also do one-off boxes. Some boxes with three albums, some with, we're gonna have with two the the idea being is we will we curate boxes around a moment in time or or a musical genre or an interesting musical angle or, or events you know we di- we didn't want to have for example just like rock pop hip hop it was much more about creating an experience around that music listening so in in the same way that if you go to a fancy restaurant and the sommelier talks to you about the wine and says actually you know this this wine is from you know the provence region and it's got this great you know it was in the sun for x number of months and then harvested and all this kind of stuff scientifically proven you 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 know if they put people up to ecg monitors you you enjoy the wine you know significantly more the albums we choose we have these awesome kind of custom-made sleeve notes which we create in partnership with uh, you discover, which is kind of Universal's online magazine. Those kind of are attempt to actually get people to engage in why we've chosen. Those albums, and also kind of dig deeper into the album. Okay. So it's all about for us. It's all about creating experience around the vinyls you've chosen, as well as having in each a we say we have we have a headliner, a household name, and a hidden gem. Other big vinyl brands exist exist out there, especially in the US. But often the model is we'll do a completely blind box, which obviously works very well from from an ops side because it's easy just to mm-hmm. tell the customer what they're getting. But actually, we we found early on when, when we we're doing a sort of proof concept in December, but actually it really pisses people off if if you send them something that they that they have already yeah so, so we give people choice, choice as well, and then they can they can kind of see at least the selection they're getting from yeah uh, before being sent in.
0: That sounds amazing. I love the concept. I totally love the idea. You mentioned that there's a few big players in the US. I actually wanted to touch on this because you guys have a few competitors in the US and the UK. So I was wondering how you guys came up with your USP. Is there anything from having so many competitors that you were able to learn from and pull a USB out of or was it a bit of a hindrance for you guys?
1: Over over Christmas when we did did our proof of concept we were like right it's Christmas it's the busiest time of the year for e-commerce let's just get some marketing budget and throw it at you know the market and see if we can see if people like this idea of of boxes and we basically blew it it wasn't even the the actual raw amount of marketing budget it was more how we spent it was just a bit haphazard it was it was kind of a bit here everywhere our ads weren't right. We weren't doing a proper test and learn strategy. A lot of classic mistakes. I think you'd I think you'd make if you kind of just ran to something all, all guns blazing. But you know, but we still sold two hundred boxes and got some invaluable feedback. Okay. I think the thing that the thing that I've learned or or or, or I'm learning is you know, you hear people say test and learn, test and test and learn, and then you get to do it and it can be quite exhausting. It can, you know, it can be quite sort of frustrating is one word, but, you know, when, when you think you found something that works and you're like, okay, actually, no, you should be always testing the next like two or three things, whether that be yeah. your ads, whether that be, you know, tweaking the product or perhaps your email subject lines or your email right. body or your the way the website sets out or the images you use and it's kind of you know it, it's it can be it can be completely knackering but it's mm. so fulfilling when when the Shopify notification on your on your phone dings and it says you know order order total yeah, yeah. I think we're doing, I, I think we're doing £45 pounds or £40 pounds back, back before Christmas kind of run most of the business off over, over Slack and WhatsApp sure. and we start something in, in the WhatsApp group oh first order so and, then, and, and then exactly and then, then suddenly you get kind of five a day and then it's ten a day and then it grows and grows there's always the next thing so there's always you know when, when you come up with a new box seeing someone's ordered that as it is really rewarding and then you've created this thing people have bought into and then they've said right yeah. actually I'm gonna have some my hard-earned money to buy the thing that you've made or produced uh, is, is a feeling really feeling really like no other so having
0: competitors in the market clearly hasn't held you guys back at all then sounds like you're growing and, and continually bettering month on month
1: on, on the competitors our belief is that if you're going to do something it has to be different and better than something else that's already out there right otherwise you end up prioritizing on certain things, including cost, right? And you end up, you mm-hmm. kind of just have the Amazon thing where you just end up like a race to the bottom on price. Yeah. So I was particularly insistent from early on that we should be trying to create a premium product. Because one is the, the average price of vinyl is £20, 23 pets in the UK. And, and, and it's only going up because okay. supply is short and demand high. So we like, so we 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 wanted to create a premium product, and but as you know, as I said for that reason, it had to be different and better. And the thing that makes us different and better is two things. First of all, you know, the vinyl has got to be the heart. The music is the is the core part yeah and one of them was a month and son's album headline last day right but they can they can be one honest bands are quite polarizing we have choice we either say don't put in that, that kind of band or our system gives people the option to veto that's, good.
0: that's really good yeah, go it also puts oh it, it makes the customer feel like they are in control somewhat of the vinyls that they are getting i guess if you're signed up for this and you're paying money and you're just getting stuff that you're that you kind of like, but not all the time. Like, I guess there's not a lot of longevity in that. Whereas, if they have the option, people are likely to stay with you for longer.
1: Exactly. It costs far more to acquire a customer than to keep a customer. Sorry, or I rephrase that: it costs far less to retain a customer than just to acquire a customer. And therefore, once once we've got a customer on board, it's really important that we that we keep hold of them. Exactly. There are three things in the business that we have to get right. The first thing is product. We've got to get the customer experience right. So every single thing from when you first get out a vinyl box, from when your order comes to what to, you know, if, if there's a query to if there's a return or you know, a massive thing for us is, is be human in every interaction. Every business under the sun says, you know, put the client at the heart, customer centricity, et cetera, et cetera. you know, I'll kind of be worried if if, if, I, if I ever joined a business and they said, you know, actually we don't put the customer at the heart, what we do.
0: Yeah.
1: But actually making that in practice and kind of you know, we, we have a principle set says we'll always do what's right for the customer, even if it's not profitable. Mm-hmm. So 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 actually if a customer writes in and goes, you know what, I know I I know that I didn't veto this album, but I really didn't like that album, or I really love this album, do you have anything else? We will always do what we can to send them another album or, or we'll include the next album in the other box. Because that's ultimately the thing that's gets people to stay
0: yeah so for for a long time you've only had one return out of 400 boxes what Has been your biggest challenge so far, then, if it's clearly not returned and everyone's loving the product?
1: A bit like a classic startup in in their first month of subscription. The front end looks quite snazzy.
0: Your website looks so nice.
1: Thank you. The back end takes a little bit of running around. So, for example, when a customer places an order at the moment, or sorry, when, when, when a customer for a subscriber vetoes a couple of boxes, an email comes to one of our mailboxes, which kind of basically has a bunch of different codes which says, customer selected box like, 00649 whatever so I have to go and then dig that number out and see what it corresponds to on, on, on what like kind of remaining albums available based on what's not been vetoed and again it's mm-hmm. a series of codes so which it's it's a, it's at the moment very very manual
0: so the back of um, yeah.
1: yeah, but I remember it's the Zappos before they obviously sold, sold to Amazon. And when when he, when he first was testing out the concept, I think the, the front he had created a website or a storefront which looked quite snazzy. And then when someone placed an order, I believe the the story goes that he basically went and picked whether it was a Foot or whether it was somewhere else. He went and basically picked up the trainers.
0: <laughs> no way. Um, <laughs> I love that smoke and mirrors All the <laughs> exactly
1: exactly that's our, I think that's probably our, our phrase of the month <laughs> is, is smoke and mirrors
0: and what do you think has been the scariest part the part where you were like mm, I'm really not sure about this it's really really tough for me maybe launching I guess that's quite scary I'll
1: go for one well I'll go for one functional one and one emotional one so the, the functional one is you join a startup and people go, okay, you have to you have to be a jack of all trades, yeah. and then you and and it it almost sounds quite sexy. You're like, yeah, like you know, one one day you're on you know you're working out sort the shop analytics, and the next you are kind of designing up something on Canva or, or whatever. Yeah, and you can't
0: be good at it at, at it all, can you?
1: Exactly, exactly. And, and 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 then kind of you're there and you're staring at you know our, our, our conversion rate over over Christmas was as I mentioned kind of it was a bit of, we went a bit bit kind of guns all guns blazing, so our conversion rate wasn't very good. And you're sort of staring at it, like, how do I get this up? um And there's so many different levers. You can pull, so, so so that can be a little bit not daunt, not daunting in a kind of insurmountable way, but you kind of you're you know you're doing this way with a small group of people having to solve quite a big problem. So that's definitely kind of the, the functional side, and then there's the the emotional side, which is suddenly everything you do, you're for better or for worse. You are your neck. Your neck is on the line.
0: Yeah, you're, um, you're only representing yourself.
1: Yeah, I knew that. If, for example, with the launch, if the launch part of my venture fucked up, like a lot, a, a big chunk of that would be on, on on my neck, and there was nowhere to hide. But it's also that that pressure is really exciting because it means you know we got um, some awesome news yesterday that were being featured in GQ's um, Father's oh Day. Oh my god! Amazing. Guide.
0: Well done.
1: But you know, having to having read that, to now having your own product in that is a in kind that, of you know, it's... yeah, it's,
0: that's so it's, exciting. You must feel yeah. yeah. A massive sense of achievement when someone like that comes along. It is,
1: it is, and again on the emotional level, I am learning to also like, uh, you know, I, I know kind of gratitude and, and and that sort of thing is very much kind of the flavour of the month at the moment in terms of like reflection and gratitude. Mm. I certainly don't do, don't do enough of it. I'm always looking at like, what's the next thing? What's the yeah. okay? Okay, so we have got GQ. Okay, cool. Then how do we amplify that? Or what's what's the next PR opportunity? Or what's the next? So that's another thing that I'm sort of learning is to kind of yeah. is to enjoy I- enjoy the process rather than always just kind of looking like looking looking yeah, at
0: what's next Definitely, because you are still you know year one it's still very early days you've mentioned that you guys learned that you have to kind of test as you go in order to grow what do you think have you got lined up for the next three months that you will take from the last three months that you've learned and instilled in the business in order to get even bigger
1: to answer to answer your question directly the thing that's going to be the, the most important thing in the next three months based on what we've learned is going back to those three things can we get the product right so we're kind of we you know we've, we've built we've built amazing supplier relationships you know with warner with sony with universal with mm-hmm. a bunch of the indie labels can we get the customer experience right we've got i think 4.7 4.8 stars on trust awesome reviews awesome. and then then then, and then there's kind of the what we call the kind of growth engines, so all we'll the, kind of the data and analytics side behind it yeah. making the right decisions understanding what's working and what's not working so if we can get those three things right over the next three months then for the last quarter of the year which you know is, is typically for e-commerce obviously the busiest yeah we can really start scaling
0: yeah, yeah. How, how do you scale while still being able to sleep at night and getting in dinner and getting in a social life (laughs) all that.
1: Exactly, yeah yeah, yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, amazing and remind us if we want to go pick up some vinyl subscription, how do we find you? What's the website?
1: It's vinylbox.co, one word
0: Great, thank you so much Ollie. you've been brilliant, it's been super interesting If you want to listen to more episodes of Failing to Succeed, check us out on Spotify or iTunes or go to failingtosucceed.co.uk.